This is Joe Montaigne, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome to another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 273 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, Criminal Minds star Joe Montaigne comes our way, and he's going to be talking about his show on the Outdoor Channel. It's Midway's Gun Stories with Joe Montaigne, and uh, it started uh, back up for another season, and that was on uh, July 3rd, so you can catch him on Wednesday nights, and we'll have all that information coming your way with Joe in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond, so I hope you're going to stick around for that. And don't forget, we are working on getting 100,000 people per day listening to On Screen and Beyond by our 300th show. So we're still a little ways away from there, but I want to get the word out so it takes time to accumulate these people. Tell a friend and uh, do whatever you want on Facebook to let people know about On Screen and Beyond. Share it and all of that. And we're getting close, but uh, we're up to, uh, you know, our high has been 92,000 people in a day listening to On Screen and Beyond, going to onscreenandbeyond.com. So be sure to spread the word. Help us out. Let's let's reach this 100,000 per day mark on, by our 300th show. Okay, We might hit it sooner, but, uh, you know, whatever. Just try, okay? I'd appreciate that. And uh, what do you say? We get right into what's coming your way as far as Remake Madness. Next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. <laughs> Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness. Well, a big screen version of Captain Planet and the Planeteers is in the works over at Sony Pictures. And uh, in our rerun section, if you uh, go back there to onscreenandbeyond.com, go to our rerun section, you are going to find an interview with the co-creator of Captain Planet and the Planeteers. So uh, go to onscreenandbeyond.com and search around there because we have interviews with so many different people from the music, TV, and uh, movie industry, it's unbelievable. So go to onscreenandbeyond.com to our rerun section. You'll catch them all. And Cameron Diaz will play Mrs. Hannigan in the new remake of Annie. And a remake of Knight Rider is uh, going to be going to the big screen, and it's in the works, okay? I don't know if Hasselhoff is going to be in there or not, but uh, we'll keep you informed on that. Uh, coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies? Upcoming new movies, well, 2014 is going to bring us a comedy called Loomis Fargo, and it's going to star Jim Carrey and Owen Wilson. And this one's about a night guard at an armored car company who organizes one of the biggest bank heists in U.S. history. And Jim Carrey is also going to star in Ricky Stenicki. Now, this one sounds pretty funny. It's about three teens who burned down a neighbor's house when they were doing a prank, and they blame it on a fake person who they call Ricky Stenicki. Now, uh, 20 years later, they're still blaming Ricky Stenicki on every problem that they have. And when they get in trouble with their wives, they blame it on Ricky Stenicki. And uh, the wives demand that they meet this guy. So uh, 
what do they do? They hire an actor to play him. So we'll see what goes on with that one. And Will Ferrell and Vince Vaughn will star in Daddy's Home. And it's about a divorced guy's ex-wife remarries someone who's even more uptight. And he re-enters her life to wreak havoc. So... That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take a peek at what's coming away as far as sequels down at Sequel City right here on On Screen and Beyond. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Sequel City, well, as far as sequels, Evan Goldberg is currently throwing around ideas about a sequel to This Is The End, along with Seth Rogen. And look for Liam Neeson. He has signed on for Taken 3, and it is now official. Sam Mendes will be the director of the next James Bond film once again, and the new James Bond movie has a November 6th, 2015 U.S. release date. So, gotta wait for that one. That is it for upcoming sequels. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD? Going to tell you next. TV on DVD, well, August 20th, Boardwalk Empire, the complete third season, comes your way. On on September 3rd, Haven, the complete third season, will arrive in a four-disc set on Blu-ray and DVD. And the Sons of Anarchy, season five, will ride into town on August 27th. And if you want a complete list of all releases coming up in the next month, be sure to go to onscreenandbeyond.com. Go to our TV on DVD section. Next on On Screen and Beyond, Movies on DVD coming your way. <laughs> movies on DVD, August 13th, Look for Olympus has fallen to hit stores with Gerard Butler and Morgan Freeman. And on August 27th, The Great Gatsby with Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be coming to Blu-ray and DVD. And you can look for the animated feature Legend of Kung Fu Rabbit. It's going to be having the voice talents of John Heater and Tom Arnold. That is it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen to Be On, it's TV time. TV time news. Well, Betty White seems to be TV and movie gold, but NBC has canceled her show, Betty White's Off Their Rockers, and no official announcement has been made yet. But they are in talks to possibly renew Arrested Development for a fifth season, and Sean Astin has joined the cast of Guillermo del Toro's TV show pilot, The Strain. That sounds really good. And that is it for TV Time News. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we have Joe Mantegna, the star of Criminal Minds, coming your way, of course. And he has a uh, third season coming up for Midway's Gun Stories with Joe Mantegna. It's on the Outdoor Channel. We're going to be talking about that and a whole lot more next right here on On Screen and Beyond.
Today on On Screen and Beyond, my guest is the multi-talented actor who has given us so many memorable roles, including Will Girardi on Joan of Arcadia, Fat Tony on The Simpsons, and David Rossi on The Criminal Minds, along with many others. Another season of his show Midway USA's Gun Stories premiered on July 3rd on the Outdoor Channel, where you can catch him each week, Wednesday at 8 p.m., 7 Central. It's Joe Montaigne. Joe, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thanks very much. Joe, I look at the things you are doing, and here you are. You're going to have another season of Midway USA's Gun Stories. And, of course, you've you got Criminal Minds. you got all the other things you have going. Uh, and I understand you were just filming out of the country. So how do you do all these shows you do? <laughs> well, you know, I, it's um, in a way it kind of makes up for all those years as an actor. Kind of like you sit by the phone and hope the ring, and nobody's you know, like nobody's looking for you. So I mean, I've been very fortunate for certainly the last oh thirty years or so that my career has gone you know pretty well. And mm. and um, so what it is is I enjoy what I do. I mean, I really do. I mean, I, I remember reading a quote from Picasso saying that if if if, if you can look at like the, your 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 vacation time as not something that's going to like. Uh, be, be, you know something that's going to save you from the drudgery of what you normally do. Then, then you've lived a really a blessed life. You know, in other words, where, where you don't look at vacation time being any different than what you really do the rest of the year. And that's really how I feel. And so, so I mean, I, I love what I do. And then when I have the time off, like during my hiatus, like in this case of Criminal Minds, had the opportunity to go shoot like gun stories mm-hmm. in Europe and w- went to Germany, Italy, Monte Carlo, London. Wow. I mean, to me, it's like that's a gift. So. So I I, I I enjoy all that. I mean, I, I find my free time where and when I can, and you know. So I, I you know, it's not that difficult a life that I have. I, I feel very blessed to, to to be in the position I am. Yeah. Now, gun stories. How did you get involved with that? Do you have a big interest in it? Well, I I've, I had a passing interest in, in in shooting sports. I mean, in the in that um, passing in the sense that I, I got into it late. It wasn't like I grew up with it as a child, but. I got exposed to uh, shooting skeet and sporting clay and, and trap because there was this gun club in Chicago right on Lake Michigan, this beautiful old gun club. And I used to watch the guys shoot there sometimes. I'd ride my bike on the bike path when I was about 20, 19, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And one day one of the members says, you know, hey, you, you keep coming by and looking. Why don't you just come in and shoot? And the, and the guy actually offered to bring me in and, and you know, you know, took me on a round of skeet, and that hooked me. I mean, it was like really the best possible way to get into the shooting sports and, and uh, to learn it the right way, the safe way, the correct way. And so I got into the shotgun shooting, and then through that got into competitive pistol shooting. And I, I, I did that for a while, and then, I, then, I, then, of course, I got busy as an actor and wasn't doing it as much. But I think some guys at the Outdoor Channel had, you know, must have read somewhere where I had, had this you know, uh, kind of hobby of doing that. And they approached me about doing this show. And then when I, I, I you know, and really they just kind of just basically sent an email to my assistant, to, to, you know, to my website. Mm-hmm. And when my assistant brought it to me, I said, you know, this looks interesting. Let's just, let's just take it to the next level and see what they're talking about here. And when I met the guys responsible, I, I really liked them. And I said, let's give this a whirl. And, uh, you know, next thing I know, we've done our third season of it. And, and I really enjoy it. The, um, the Outdoor Channel seems to enjoy it. We do very, very well with, with them. and uh, So it's been it's, it's like turning a, what was a hobby and, and, a, and a pleasurable pleasurable activity. 
uh, into, um, you know, uh, kind of like a sideline. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you were trying to do things that you really enjoy doing as opposed to just doing things just for the sake of doing them or for the money or whatever. You sound like you, you enjoy what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, especially, look, I've been in this business now. Professionally, this is my 44th year as an actor. So, you know, when you've been in it that long, you know, I've been fortunate that I've been able to to, to, to make a decent living at it for, for a good long time now and take care of my family. And so I'm, I'm, I'm only going to be motivated to do things that I like and want to do because I really don't have to settle for less. Really. Right. So, uh, so, so it's all been working out, and I feel very grateful for that. So, with the show, you're looking at different weapons, uh, different uh, guns, and things like that. That uh, throughout history, uh, are there any particular ones that you enjoy using or trying, or, or, or do you have much input into what you're showing on the show? Yeah, I do have input. I mean, each year we know we, come, we do like twelve episodes a season, and we come up with a list. And I, you know, and we have I have input. I mean, the couple of guns that I you know early on. I mean, we all made our, our own lists, and then we, we out of the lists, we kind of came up with you know each season's ones we wanted to profile. Um, some of my favorites that have been already uh, profiled were um, the Colt 1911, which is of course is a classic, and it's actually the same same type of firearm I carry on show Criminal Minds mm-hmm. because I felt my character would carry something like that. He's old school, you know. Yeah. Uh, the Ruger 1022 is something I, I, I would advocate of. The uh, sh- sh- over and under shotguns, just and, and you know, just 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 the idea of an over and under shotgun because I that's what I like to shoot. We profile them this season. Um, so there's been various ones, uh, and then a lot of them, of course, that I wasn't even familiar with that like the Madus and things like that that I'd heard about and stuff, but to actually have the opportunity to shoot these guns and to and to be involved with a, net, a show that profiles them was, you know, really interesting. You know, I'm for sure. me, it's just, it's as much an education as for everybody else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, have, have you ever done the uh, Tommy gun? Yeah, we did. We did that last last season. It was I last season. It was, it was kind of funny. I remember there was one line I had just before I shot it. I'm standing there and I say, you know. They say that the Tommy gun, you know, many didn't, didn't really, you know, last very long because it was too heavy, and you know, you know, all the different kind of detriments to it. And I said, but for for this Chicago boy, it seems perfect. You know? <laughs> and then I go rip off about a twenty round, you know, first. Um, but yeah, we did we did the Thompson submachine gun and because it is it does deserve to be profiled because it is an iconic gun. Just the image of it, just oh, the, yeah. draw an outline of that thing, and everybody, I think everybody on the planet knows what it is. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you say, being from Chicago, you <laughs> the history yeah, I, is I, there. You know, I, I had to I had to put that little line in there just because yeah, that it's indigenous to Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Now, was there any gun that you had to shoot and it? All of a sudden, you know, after you shot it, it was like, wow, that had more kick than I thought it would have. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, this season, this season alone, I shot a 450 nitro elephant gun, and that one gives you a nice little push. Uh, it's a double barrel, you know, it's basically a double barrel gun, and and and, but you're not shooting a shot shell; you're shooting a, uh, you know, like almost a. You know, it looks like a spark plug coming out the end of it. I mean, it's just a big piece of lead. And then also, 
we, we profiled the Derringer this season. Mm -hmm. So I shot different variations of the Derringer. And, you know, everything from the 22 long rifle, which is, of course, nothing, but up to a 410 shotgun shell. And, and the, the Bond Company makes a Derringer that shoots the 410 shotgun shell as well as the 357 Magnum. And you, you put a Derringer in your hand, it's a, in other words, a gun about as you know, big as a playing card, mm -hmm. and shoot a 410 shot shell or a 357 out of it, you, you know you've <laughs> shot something. <laughs> you know, you're not going to shoot that, for, you know, you're not going to put 30, 40 rounds through that for, like, target shooting. Right, yeah. Uh, huh. so, so that that gets your attention, those kind of, you know, those, yeah. those particular ones. I'm surprised that a small little handgun like that could shoot something like that. Yeah, well, I, I was surprised myself, but I mean, these, these are these are currently, you know, these are fairly modern versions of the Derringer, uh, and they're very well made. I mean, they're 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 very well constructed. You know, I think the one I shot was stainless, um, and so they can handle it. They can handle the pressures and all that. Mm -hmm. yeah. But but you know, but but you as a person have to absorb a lot of uh, you know the dynamics of it. You know, so. Uh, yeah, if you can handle the recoil, I mean, the gun, the gun will be fine. <laughs> so is there a gun that you haven't shot yet that you would like to shoot? Well, you know, boy, that list is starting to shrink because uh, we've now three seasons. We've covered, you know, almost 40 different firearms and all of them of, of a classic nature. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think the, we're going to do the Gatling gun, uh, ah. and I haven't shot that yet, and that'll be interesting. Yeah. Kind of crank that, that puppy up. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, outside of that, nothing really comes to mind, because all of my favorites, like 45 Long Colt, you know, uh, um, many different kinds of handguns. Um, many different right windshield Winchester 73 we've done it uh, M1 carbine um, you know a lot of the classics of Kalichnikov you know, M16s uh, Uzi we did this season mm. so I mean there's a lot of varieties of different things but it's almost endless though the possibilities because we go into some pretty unique kinds of things yeah so there'll be some stuff that will pop up that I didn't even know existed. Yeah, I'm sure. Especially yeah. some of the foreign, some of the foreign stuff. You know, uh, some of the submachine guns they shot the first season. Uh, you know, from Switzerland and from uh, different countries were you know interesting and like kind of like wow, you know, this was interesting. This was cool. This was yeah. different. Huh. You know, you kind of wonder sometimes. You know, how many seasons can you go? But of course, there's probably thousands and thousands of different firearms out there but you know. oh yeah yeah and, and we cover more than just firearms like like uh, we, like we just part of we're going to europe we shot in germany at the uh, city called a uh, out germany where the steiner optical factory is and they make uh, you know telescopic sights and, and uh, binoculars and things for the shooting sports and we'll do a whole profile on them as well because hmm. it's all related you know yeah yeah uh, so high quality optics. So I mean, we, we we can branch out a little bit, uh, and, and like like going to we went to the Benelli factory in Urbino, Italy. So we'll devote a whole episode uh, to to the Benelli factory and what they do. So there, there's you know if you're talking about a show called Gun Stories, yeah, we could run for 
30 years without <laughs> blinking, you know, uh, still not run out of firearms. Yeah. Uh, well, we just uh, we had somebody else from the Outdoor Channel on a couple of shows ago, Ted Nugent. Um, I don't yeah, know. sure, I know Ted. I knew Ted, okay, yeah. And, um, you yeah. know, it, it was fascinating to hear him talk, too, about uh, the different uh, firearms and bows and arrows and things like that. And uh, it's it, the Outdoor Channel carries a lot of interesting programs. So yeah, no, absolutely. And that's what's nice about it, because, I mean, it is, it is as, much, as much educational as, as, as anything else. I mean, if you have an interest in in the shooting sports, or in terms of the outdoor channel, you know, fishing, hunting, whatever it may be, you know, you know it's really the go-to channel, and, and now it's just recently been part of a, a larger merger, and so I think it will start even to reach a bigger audience, and uh, um, now it's great. Yeah. yeah. Now, you mentioned earlier that your character on Criminal Minds carries a certain type gun. Uh, was that through your input, that gun came off? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that was absolutely for my, when I joined the show, I mean, the armorer for the show came to me and said, you know, um, you know, what would you like your character to carry? Uh, and, uh, and I talked to people at the FBI asking, you know, could, do I, I, I didn't want to be authentic. I mean, I didn't want to be like, you know, they said no guy in my position would have the opportunity to kind of carry what he wanted. So I noticed most of the guys, most of the actors on the show play agents along, or you know, agents besides myself were carrying the more modern things like, you know, six hours, uh, box, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. More, almost all, I think are nine millimeter compact from what I can, as I can recall. Outside of Matthew Goobler, who's again, who's, his character, he plays Dr. Reed. He's kind of old school. So I think he carries a little snub nose 38, yeah. uh, like a little detective special in his, in his, front of his belt but it's almost comical but that's intentional you know because mm-hmm. it's almost like it's a gun that he it's the one thing he can kind of handle because there's no part not many moving parts um but for my character i thought yeah no i definitely want to i want this guy to carry a hog leg i want him to carry a you know a 1911 colt uh, old school model set you know series 70 government model preferably mm-hmm. uh and right now in fact i'm having cabot arms out of Pennsylvania are building me one for the show. That will be somewhat thematic. It's going to be one that supposedly I might have carried in Vietnam and had it kind of refinished and refurbished. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, so it's going to look like that. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I take that stuff seriously because you know, especially in the case of a character like that, you know, this, could, this is the difference between could be life and death right. for someone who's using a firearm you know, in their occupation. So it's got to be obviously something that they trust their life with. So mm-hmm. uh, in this case, I think this is an instance where this is a choice. My character, who is a former Marine, a Vietnam veteran, he would carry. Right. Yeah. And uh, But I, I would presume, and maybe I'm wrong, but uh, most actors who don't have a knowledge of guns like you do would just say, whatever you want, you know, because... <laughs> You know, yeah, they, they wouldn't no, know what I know, to have. And, and, and you know, but guys like you and, and myself and people who kind of know what it's about, those are the times and times when you watch the show and you say, mm, you know, because maybe they're not, there's something, you know, I'm not saying that, they, you know, that the choice of gun is wrong, but just sometimes, you know, you'll just hear of lines like, uh, you know, hand me that revolver and make sure the safety's on. And you're like, well, what are you talking about? You know, that particular firearm doesn't have a safety. Right. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I try to be very... You know, since it is um, something that I've had a passion for, uh, 
I want to be, you know, correct about it. I want it to be as important as, you know, it's a, even the costume, the costume I wear is important to me. That the kind of, even the way I cut my hair and the way I, the shoes I wear, all of this contributes to who my character is. Mm-hmm. So um, that's to me is a very important part. So be casual about it. It's yeah. not, you know, especially on a show like this where the firearm is going to be. That's with me all the time. So if it's not in my holster, I'm using it, and so it, it becomes an integral part of my character. Yeah. Now, do a lot of actors get this deeply? I mean, you know, you really sound like you delve into the the history and the character themselves. You're really into that. Uh, do most actors do that? Well, that, that's a difficult question to answer because I mean that, that that really that depends on the actor, I suppose. I mean, I you know I work from there are different some actors. The best way to explain it is some actors, like more like the method kind of actor, mm-hmm. they work from the inside out. In other words, they're they're very concerned about what's going on inside the person, their, their background, their their their, their childhood, their this that, all that kind of stuff. I I tend to work more like the like what the British actors do, which is more from the outside in, not so much a method, more about the externals, more about what does this guy look like, what's, why does he dress, how does he. You know what is he? What, what is he? What's his favorite kind of drink? What's his? What kind of car does he drive? You know what I mean? In mm-hmm. other words, all those kinds of things. You add those different layers on. It helps define who that person is. And then yeah. I try to find a character amongst all of that. So I tend to work more that way. So that's why maybe it's important to me. A thing like what firearm I carry becomes very important because it's one of those externals. It's one of those things. One of those layers as to def- that defines who he is. So uh, each actor is different, so they have their own way. Of, you know, some pop could be very casual about it. So it's, not a, it's not wrong to do right. that. Yeah. That's just a choice. You yeah. know? Uh, some of them, I'm sure, are very casual about it and, and, and done very well. You yeah. know, it doesn't, you know, in other words, it doesn't matter. They, 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 don't, they just kind of more concerned about what their lines are and who their character is, and the rest of the stuff is just... Let the, let the prop guy and the costume people worry about that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think that's Yeah, obviously, though, your, your attention to detail has made us care about your character. And, and I mean, after nine seasons, of course, Criminal Minds uh, starting this fall is going to really bring people into it. So it's it's working. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly right. I mean, you know, it certainly worked for me. So, uh, you know, you know. Like I say, I'm, I'm I'm certainly too old to, to do something different. You know, this is this is it's it's, it's I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. I mean, this is yeah. this has worked for me up to now, and so I'm sticking with it. What about Joe? Uh, Joe Joe Fat? <laughs> How about Fat Tony? <laughs> uh, yeah, doing well, more? Fat Tony. Yeah, I, I assume I will. I mean, I never, you know, I, I don't have like a contract with. with Simpsons. It's not like I know every season what I'm going to be doing, mm-hmm. but it seems like for the last 20 plus years, I get a call every, you know, at least a couple times a season where they say, "Hey, you available to do Fat Tony?" I say, "Sure, let's do it." You know, so it, it's it's just as casual as that. I mean, when the writers get enthused to write a script for Fat Tony, I get the call and I go in and do it. Yeah. So I, I I don't see any reason why it should stop now. Yeah. Well, Joe, I'd like to finish up with two final questions, if you have time. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, this takes us away from your acting and your guns and everything else. When you get a chance to relax, and, and of course, it doesn't sound like you have much time, but uh, do you watch TV, and what shows do you enjoy watching uh, now and in the past? Yeah, you know, I, I, you know 
most of the stuff I watch in TV, first of all, hardly any of it has to do with what I do. In other words, I very seldom watch like our drama kinds mm-hmm. of shows. I mean, Criminal Minds is enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the stuff I tend to watch is a little more reality-oriented. Not not like a reality show, but more like uh, like the Cooking Channel, the Travel Channel, the History Channel, the Discovery Channel, you know, documentary, stuff like that. I really enjoy that stuff. And it just for just kind of escapism, I tend to watch a lot of Seinfeld reruns. I mean, ah, yes. I still get a kick out of that. Or, yeah. or uh, even if I want to watch our drama stuff, I tend to watch old stuff like old Columbo's. Ah, yeah. Like that. Yeah. But I really like, uh, you know, I tend to watch the travel channel, the military channel. I watch a lot of the military channel. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff that's almost documentary kind of oriented. Uh, I mean, the television is an incredible medium. I mean, it's, I think it's the most powerful medium in the world. Oh, yeah. And, it's, and, 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 and any, especially now with the advent of cable and all these different channels, I mean, you can just about find anything you, you want, you know. Right. And so uh, so for me, sports and news and documentary stuff, and like I said, those kind of channels, like I, I mentioned, tend to be the bulk of what I would watch. Yeah. What about movies? What are your favorite movies of all time? Well, I, again, I like I tend to like a lot of the old stuff. Uh, you know, I, I gravitate toward um, you know the classics. Like I, I like a lot of the old black and white stuff. I tend to gravitate toward um, you know Humphrey Bogart movies, Cagney, you know that era, the, yeah. the film noir kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, when I got my star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, you know, I was able to choose where it was, and I and I and I, I chose it to be next to Errol Flynn. Wow. You know, because Errol Flynn was my childhood hero watching Robin Hood, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's still one of the great, if I had to pick one of my three favorite movies of all time, that's one of them. Mm-hmm. So, um, so for movies, I mean, it just, you know, it just depends. I mean, I, I just, yesterday I got hooked watching an old James Bond movie, an old Pierce Brosnan James Bond movie, and I enjoyed it because it was pure escapism. I got a, a pretty big, you know, home theater, and to see it on, like that was like kind of a nice couple hours escape for me yeah so i i don't i'm not a cutting edge kind of movie guy in other words every year i don't like look to see what's the new movies coming out i gotta see them right away Mm -hmm. yeah sometimes i don't even see movies for years you know later but it's okay Mm -hmm. well joe i want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us i want to make sure everybody goes out and watches the outdoor channel on wednesdays at 8 p.m 7 central to watch midway usa's gun stories and good luck with the show Thanks so much, Brian. My pleasure. A great big thank you to Joe Montaigne for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen to Beyond and sharing with us all about his uh, shows and everything else. It's just great to hear from him, and I thank him so much for taking the time. And next week, we have another great guest coming your way right here at On Screen to Beyond. And I want to remind you, we are working on our 100,000 people per day to listen to On Screen and Beyond. We're up to over 92,000 people per day listening. And uh, we, uh, you know, want to get it up to the 100,000 by our 300th show, which we're not too, too far away. What, wait, about 20, eh, 20, 27 shows or something like that away from that. So, uh, but get the word out and tell your friends to go to onscreenandbeyond.com. There's so much to do there. And listen to the show, of course. You can uh, get uh, episodes there. You can also go to iTunes to listen to it. And uh, we have at onscreenandbeyond.com, we have our book nook, 
which has some great books if you are into TV shows and movies and, and books about those. We have some books that we've reviewed there, so uh, check that out. And we also have our show reruns, of course, where you can get all 273 episodes of On Screen and Beyond right there. And uh, you can also get it at iTunes, like I said earlier. And movie reviews of uh, movies that are out in theaters. And we also have DVD movie release reviews. And we also have TV show DVD release reviews and monthly TV show and movie DVD release schedules. So it's all there. There's just a lot of stuff to look around and check out. And I hope you'll do that. Tell a friend to do that. And, of course, go ahead and download On Screen and Beyond, our regular weekly show here, the podcast. And uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, so many people listening from around the world. Uh, each uh, week I take a peek at who, uh, not who, but uh, what countries and everything. And, you know, there's countries I don't even know. <laughs> and people are listening. And we appreciate it. And uh, they keep getting larger numbers every time. So uh, we thank you for that. And I hope you'll keep listening each week. And I hope you will join us next week when we once again take you on screen and beyond. I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.